Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hey guys, on today's show, we're going to be going through the New Zealand Warriors 1-17. We're going to talk about our boons our busts, our cheapies, and everything to do with the New Zealand Warriors for NRL Supercoach 2023. I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined as always by Matty, the Supercoach Matrix. How you going, mate? Mate, just had a round of golf, and um, yeah, hopefully I can hit this better than a golf ball. Mate, it's been a while since we've hopped on a pod. Um, we've, we've had a little bit of time off. The AFL boys, right? I, I don't know whether you've been listening to the AFL boys over there. Um Doing a stellar job, I've got to say, but they've also had a little bit of a dip at us um, over in the NRL. Have you listened to much of their stuff? No, I haven't. Um, I've been on a bit of a, a Larry Emder down the down the coast for the Super Bowl weekend, and yeah, no, excited to get back into it though. What have they been saying? Oh, mate, I'll let you go back and listen. It's it's a, it's a good listen. The boys are doing a quality job over there. They've got some really good stats, but they're also having a dig at the NRL boys. So I don't mind it. I like a little bit of a cross code rivalry. Um, so mate, we might dig in today uh, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're, we're all in this together, but I think if you want to, if you want to watch some real footy, you're going to be listening to the NRL really, aren't you? Oh, definitely for sure. Yeah. Mate, let's talk through New Zealand Warriors. So first of all, that there's a lot of gains and losses, there's a lot of movement within the New Zealand Warriors. So we've got Murata near Kore, who's probably the one big talking point this year that we're going to cover a little bit later. Um, coming across from the Eels. They've got Luke Metcalf as well. Uh, unfortunately, Metcalf in the last day has gone down with a hamstring injury, so it's looking like he's going to miss the first eight rounds of the season, which is really unfortunate because Luke Metcalf's a quality player. And a lot of people were looking to add him. but Yeah, yeah. and I think a lot of people <laughs> will look to add him when he's back, when he's back in. Yep. And if he finds his way into this team, he's definitely going to be a talking point for sure. So we'll cover that when the time comes. Uh, Dylan Walker coming across from Manly. Yeah, he's a good little bench spot there. Uh, Mitchie Barnett from the Knights. Charles Nickel Clockstab coming back to New Zealand Warriors from the Raiders, which is a great ad for them. Uh, Tamare Martin, Jackson Ford, and Braden Willie Army. So th- there's a fair bit going on in the games, and I actually feel like they're a much better side this year than they were last year. Hard to get worse, let's face it. Yeah, they were um, pretty ordinary. 
They were. They were. Uh, mate, they've lost you and Aitken over to the Dolphins. They've lost Reese Walsh back to your Broncos. Um, you'd be pretty stoked about that, watching his trial on the weekend. Cheering. Uh, they've got Elias Katoa from the Storm as well, who's um, – uh, sorry, they've lost Elias Katoa. Uh, they've lost Aaron Penne, Jack Murchie over to the Eels, Ben murdoch Masillas over to the Dragons, who's also relatively popular at the moment in the front row. Uh, Taniella Otokolo, I hope I said that right. Um, didn't. I probably didn't, but yeah, we'll just go no with it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, mate, predicted 1-17. to 17. We're looking like Chance Nickel Clockstad, who's 39% owned, mind you, uh, is, is dropping into the fullback position. Now, there is a little bit of contention around that fullback position, but with Metcalf being out, um, it could be uh, it could go either way at the moment. On the wing, we've got Edward Cossey and Dallin Watane-Zelezniak. Uh, in the centres, we've got Marcelo Montoya, who absolutely steamrolled Charlie Staines in the first trial, and, um, and Viliami Valia, who was looking very good. Uh, I, I actually center. heard that Charlie's going to change his name to Grass after Grass Stains now. So <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I saw your little comment on Twitter. Yeah. I was actually pretty proud of you. I thought it was a good one. <laughs> um, we've got Tamari Martin and Sean Johnson in the halves. We've got Adam Fanua Blake and Tohu Harris. Now, Tohu Harris, he could fiddle in a prop, but he could also sit in the 13 jersey. We're a little bit unsure at the moment. Uh, we'll put him in a prop for now. We've got Murata Niakore and Mitchell Barnett on the edges in the second row, and we've got Josh Curran at lock. Now, I'd probably see that now going the other way um, with Tohu Harris being the lock. It's been touted that he's going to take over that 13 jersey, which I, I don't mind. So we'll talk about that soon. Uh, and then on the bench, we've got Dylan Walker, we've got Jazz Tavanga, we've got Bunty, Afoa, and Bailey Sirenen. So, um, Matty, where do you see him coming this year, mate? How do you see him going? Look, when I look at the way that they've made some additions and they've had some really big subtractions. I don't see him making a step forward this year. Oh, I have them at 15th, which is, I think that's about where they were last year, but I think they've just got some guys that want to play for them. And I think that'll be really important for their culture. So I don't see them making a step forward this year, but I've seen them making a step in the right direction. So. Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> I've got them in 15th as well. Oh, nice. Um, so we're going to have to go and do some karate in the garage, I think. Um, yeah, no, look, I agree with you completely. I don't see them taking a big step forward. I, I see them pretty much sitting exactly where they were last season. I, it, it's hard to see them improve. Um, but, look, I, I'd love to see them play some good footy this year. From what they've gone through over the last two years with COVID and with everything else going on and being stuck in Sydney and Brisbane and wherever they were down down here and being away from family and all the sacrifices that they made for the NRL to continue uh, last two years has been monumental. So I'd love to see them do well this year. It's one of those uh, good news stories, I think, if they if they have a good crack at it. So fingers crossed for them. Yeah, I think they'll be on the back foot a lot. And, um, yeah, I think I'm not really looking at too many guys in the wing, but I'll look to some guys in the, uh, in the second row, which is going to land into my boot. Take us away, mate. Yeah, um, I think uh, 400K, uh, Murata Niakure, is being talked up by Andrew Webster. And at the price that he is, where I see him in a team that's like struggling a fair bit, the fact that he's 1% owned, uh, he's going to be doing a lot of work. It looks like he might play 80 minutes. Um, the forwards is looking to where I'll go with Warriors players, just until I know a little bit more about them. 
Um, I really like Mitch Barnett as well, but I just don't see the 115k price difference between the two. Um, I think you should lock in Niakura before he's more more highly owned. I was absolutely shocked when I saw that he was 1% owned. I, I thought I'd be looking and he'd be 8% owned. I know he's not a household name or anything like that, but yeah, it's in the Warriors. They're going to be playing defense. They're going to be making a lot of tackles and he's going to be out there. Boom shakalaka! That's fair. I, I like Nia Corey. I think he's a really good pot option. Have you seen what he's owned? Um, I didn't... Yeah, one percent. one percent. That's insane. One percent. That is like insane. A, it's it's a, a super pop. He's probably less. He was less owned than Isaac Lou last time I checked. Yeah, that's that's insane. One percent is really nice, especially from. I mean, look what he did at Para. Like he didn't have massive opportunity over at Para, unfortunately, but he had a little synth there where he got the starting gig, and he looked pretty good. So I, I like Nia Corey being back home. Um, he's <laughs> locked. I think he's locked in an eighty-minute edge roll over there. I don't see anybody else being able to play on that edge. I think they're going to rely on him pretty heavily to lock down that edge. I like it. I, I really like it. No, it's hard to disagree. I'm looking for a point to disagree with you in this pod. So <laughs> well, we're going to find one eventually, I'm sure, which probably leads to my boom, to be honest. Um, Tohu Harris. Now, the reason I like Tohu is because this is the second year back from that ACL reconstruction, and we know exactly what that means. We talked about it a lot on previous episodes where the first year back from an ACL reco, we know that it's slow. We know that it takes the player a little bit of time to build into their work, to get their workload back up. NRL physio is all over this stuff when it uh, when he talks about ACL reconstructions and, and building back into the workload that's required from that. But year two, there's always a significant increase in workload in year two back from that ACLs. And I feel like I know that a lot of people are probably fading Tohu because of his age. But I still feel that if he's playing lock, he's playing a ball-playing position, um, obviously teams these days are looking for a ball-playing lock for somebody to find those attacking stats and those little short balls. I feel like he's that guy. I feel like he could um, come back pretty strongly this year. Now, he obviously is a dual as well, which we need to take into consideration. He's a front row, second row dual. There's not many of those floating around this year. They've obviously taken the dual off a lot of players this season. Uh, oh, they're coming back soon, and I think that NRL Supercoach HQ are doing a little bit of a shuffle on duels in the next week or so leading up to Teamless Tuesday, so keep an eye on that. But I do like it. Uh, he averaged 69 and 68 in 2020 and 2021. Now, I know 2021 is a bit of a anomaly. Uh, when we look at stats, it was a very elevated stat year, but I feel like he can probably get back to that level. I feel like he probably has eight or nine points underpriced at the moment. And if he's going to start at lock, I like him. I like him in the middle of the field. Um, but you don't. Yeah. I just think the days of an elite Tohu is past us. And sadly, because I love having him in my team, like he's been a guy that's been in and out for the last couple of years, uh, but his scores have been have been trending down. Like you go back into 19 and you go 75 and then you, you just keep getting worse and worse. And I know he's, he's 31. It's been injury affected. I'm afraid that 60 just might be that ceiling for Tohu now. You know, he might not be playing the minutes. I love, I love dual players. And again, I hope I'm proven wrong because I love Tohu and I want him to succeed. Um, but he's not worth the price tag. Absolutely not. He like, yeah. You yeah. can look for you can look for some gold here, like, and and I think you are. But 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, I challenge you to find a spot for him in your team. I don't think you would. So, yeah. yeah the I only way that I would fit him into my team is I'd put him in the front row. So if yeah. I was willing to spend up on the front row, I could put him in there. But the thing is also then he's competing directly against Ruben Cotter, who's about 20K cheaper. Yeah, he's like and- a Maori, more expensive Ruben Cotter. He is. He is. With probably less workload, to be fair. Um, but but I don't I don't hate it because Tohu's 8.6% owned, which is pretty much pod territory versus Cotter, who's about 22% owned. Yeah. So if you're looking for a point of difference, you're looking for a guy that's obviously the guy in a pretty ordinary lineup, in an ordinary squad, I don't hate it. I, I like Tohu. I feel like he would take a step up. Um <laughs> But again, you don't. So, uh, and that's the beauty of having this podcast is we can talk through this kind of stuff. Yeah, and we can disagree, and, and we can have. And eight percent owns like is good to pick up, but yeah, like if you you're not going to hit down the park. There's still, I think there's eight percent too many people with Tohu Harris in their team. So, fish out, mate. My, uh, I don't know. My so my, I don't have a bus, but I, for this squad, I, I genuinely hope they do well. But I have a Smokey, and it's Ronald Volkman. Now, yeah, if you've right. never heard of Ronald Volkman before, young guy He's, coming through. Um, sounds like a wrestler. He does. He does. <laughs> mate, you don't mess around with him, that's for sure. <laughs> but he's uh, he plays in the halves. He had a couple of NRL starts last season when Johnson went down injured. Now, if Johnson or Tamari Martin go down injured or don't start as expected or things start slowly, there's a really good chance Ronald Volkman comes into this side. Now, I'm not going to throw heaps of stats at you because this is purely talent related. We're not talking about a guy that's dominated in New South Wales or Queensland Cup. We're not talking about a guy who's come through that's going to be the next Benji Marshall. We're talking about a guy that's got a serious amount of talent but flies under the radar. Now, the rugby league guru, if you don't listen to him, you should probably go and check him out. He, The guy is the absolute messiah of uh, junior and kind of pre-first grade football. He watches nearly every single game that plays all weekend, every season. Um, and he's a big lives fan it. of Ronald Volkman. Lives it, loves it. That's it. So, uh, I mean, he's a big fan of Ronald Volkman, and I watched a bit of his highlights. The guy's got some serious talent. So if he gets a start or gets an extended run in this team, there's a serious chance I'll look at him as a downgrade option to then obviously spend some cash elsewhere, depending on what's happening throughout the year. Yeah, I like it. And it's like since we wrote these notes, Metcalf went down, which actually makes me like it a lot more. Um Tamari Martin, like, great comeback story, um, but he only had the opportunity to have a comeback story because of how injured he got. Um, Sean Johnson is only getting older, and he's honestly injured quite often. Ronald Volkman, like, if he gets a four-week stint at the starter, you know, watch, watch him make some cash for you. I always call it massive. Sometimes <laughs> they say huge. Donald Trump's on the ball with Ron Volkman, I reckon. Um, mate, we've gone through booms, busts, smokies. Now, um, give us a, a little bit of a rundown on um, your cheapie. Yeah, well, after last year with their cheapie winger, I'll never go there again with the Warriors. 
let's um yeah let's you look at mention who that is <laughs> i honestly can't even remember his name it's been uh it's been erased from my memory it would have been philly army Valia, yeah I reckon. yeah yeah oh, never again never again Mate, he looked I good in the trial round one if you saw him he looked good against the top uh, actually no he versus the tigers let's disregard because we yep. played about 15 blokes that will never see the football field again yeah and i argue after watching valia play for however many weeks i had him last year i never want him to play again either <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he's going to be starting center this year yeah i know and he's probably probably a good player this year but yeah not for me um i've been yep. burnt i've been talic i burnt um CNK's 39% owned, and it looks like he's going to be playing fullback. He wants to be home. He's like a 327K fullback in a team that's only going to be playing bigger. He's going to be given all the opportunity in the world. He's extremely talented. He obviously didn't want to be where he was last year, and, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually just, like, super excited from a football standpoint to watch him play, Um, and him at fullback excites me. Yeah, the, uh, super coach aside, we talk super coach obviously for this podcast, but super coach aside, it's really exciting to see a guy that's obviously got immense talent. Chance to call a seriously good player. Now, I want to mention here, we're, we're talking cheapy, obviously 39% owned. A lot of people are backing this guy to start at fullback. What happens if he starts at center? Because there's a good chance that happens. Dallin Watani Zalesniak can easily go to the back and Chance to call could go into the centers because the reason this could happen is because Warriors have a very leaky um, edge defense and CNK is a very good defender. So there is a good chance he could line up at center. Does he still fit into your calculations there if he starts at center? Yes. And I actually get more excited about that because I believe he's going to be less owned then. You know, 300 and t- we just talked about uh, Viliama Valia not being a bad option at 388k. Like, I would love to rattle off all the names that are more expensive than Charles Nickel Klockstad that aren't as talented as him. I don't care where he lines up. If he's playing, he's playing. Deloise Hoiter is 150K more expensive. Like, you've just got so many. He's 320K, and he's not Tyrell Sloan. How good? Yeah, can't argue with that. I haven't had a dig at the Dragons yet, so um, I actually started getting a little twitch. So. Do you want some time? <laughs> Do you want some time to have a crack? No, no, no. Tyrell Sloan isn't Charles Nickel Cox, Dad. That's it. Fish out. You can leave it like it. Yeah, cool. Um, I agree with you. I don't find any other option to make money in this team. When you look yep. at this team and you look at their 1-17, to 17, you've the, I mean, quickly skimming this lineup, the cheapest player you've just mentioned, Charles Nickel Coxat, is in a very premium position in fullback. Um, he'll probably get a lot of run meters out of his own end because we know that these guys are going to be in defense a lot, um, it's, and it's going to be hard to see them making a, scoring a lot of points. But in saying that, He's also playing with one of the best halfbacks that have ever played the game in Sean Johnson. Like you've got to give the guy raps. Like he, I don't think he's done yet. I don't. Th- I think that this year, and I don't know whether you've seen any of the preseason photos or anything like that, but the guy's looking absolutely <laughs> ripped to shreds. So how many people had him after that photo? Oh, at least fifty percent of super coach teams, but they very quickly then reversed it out because they realised it was moronic. <laughs> um, so, mate, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of segue off the back of that. Um, I feel like my hot take for this side will be Sean Johnson. And I want to explain why. Now, I'm going to go and say, you can take this to the bank. I think he's going to have a, the best super coach season he's had since 2020. Now, I know that's three years ago, he averaged 68 
in 2020 in Supercoach. I feel like he's looking fit. And we know that he's looking fit. We know he's been, he was the first back of training in the preseason before anybody else in his squad, right? So that shows his passion for the game. That shows that he's keen to get involved. It shows that he wants to be there and he really wants to do well. And he wants to take this New Zealand Warriors team back to finals football. Now, there's not much more to be excited about with this squad, unfortunately, but the narrative is all I'm about here. With the Warriors, we know we want them to do well with all the sacrifices they've made in the previous years, and I really want Sean Johnson to come back to his previous self. I don't think he's going to be at his prime because we know that he's getting on in age. But I also think that I would, I personally would love to see Sean Johnson have a breakout year again and be back to that kind of previous Sean Johnson elite era that he was in. Yeah, and Supercoach just thought, like, just the way that he played with his speed, losing a little bit of a speed, that speed makes me really worried about him. But yep. you just want the, you want the man to do well. And I just want the Warriors to be, like, a little bit relevant. I want them to be $2.50 in a game, not $4.50. That's, yeah. that's, that's enough for me from Sean Johnson. So Yeah, yeah, so here's my hot take. That's hot. And uh, it's all emotion. Zero statistics, <laughs> all emotion. Um, so let's, let's hope that these guys take it on. So, um, guys, obviously, uh, we're coming to the end of our Warriors podcast. Um, I think the main thing here, if you want to continue to see all of our podcasts come through, we're going to continue to do all of these team previews. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like, hit the notifications button, follow us on all the podcast platforms. <laughs> we're on nearly every one of them. You'll find us anywhere. Um, Maddie, I've just got a hot take first. I've just got a hot take first. Sorry, sorry. Do it, do it. Can I let you know that Barada Niakore is going to score more than twenty nine percent owned Luke Garner this year? You heard the first. He's one one percent owned. Just just ride the wave with me, baby. I always call it massive. Sometimes they say huge. That is that is huge. Yeah, he's that going to. Huge. It's, it's going to happen. Wow. Okay. I mean. I like Niakore as a pick. I really like him, and I'm looking at him, and I'm, I'm thinking even potentially I might even downgrade David Fafita uh, and try and find some extra cash there so I can get Niakore um, for a race down to Niakore. That, that would be ideal. Um, He's not expensive. Love it. It's not, it's, not that, it's not even that big of a risk. It's not even that big of a risk at 400K. And let's see what edge he lines up on. I think that's important too, because if he's playing on that right edge outside Sean Johnson, mate, you know Sean Johnson loves that short ball. Um, mate, we, mate, he we, would absolutely feast. All these podcasts are excited about, like, Tanner Boyd and Dave Fafita and how good, you know, Dave Fafita is going to be. How good is Nick Horry going to be outside Sean Johnson? Good point. I like it. I really like it. No, that, that's that's great. But, let's mate, that's up. enough for the Warriors. Um Mate, thanks for hopping on with me as always. It's been, it's been good fun. We've got two more team previews to go. So if you've liked what you've seen, make sure to hit that subscribe button and uh, we will see you next time. Catch you later. All right. Yeah.